Welcome to STR Unfiltered, where we give you actionable episodes without the bullshit. Here is your host, Bill Faith. Hey, welcome back to STR Unfiltered. Bill Faith, your host. You should know me by now. I'm the founder of Build Short Term Rental Wealth, co-founder of Bill and Kenny's Hot Picks, co-founder of the STR Wealth Conference, and nobody gives a shit, so let's dive right in. Uh, a lot of people are talking about amenities, and you know, I guess I don't want to say that I, 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 I think I've been on the forefront of the amenities, but you know, they've been going on for for quite some time. And some of the more unusual ones, of you know, like really starting a coffee bar a few years ago, um, where you take the standard K cup and the coffee pot, and let's literally add a grinder and you know, multiple assortments of beans and ground coffee and multiple K cups, you know, a frother you know, just some really nice to-go cups and just all this stuff that you would get when you walk into a Starbucks or, or one of those places. And, and I got to tell you, I'm not a coffee drinker, so it was a little bit challenging for me to pull all my really good friends that are coffee aficionados all over the country to figure out what we should put in. And now that's standard practice for us, and a lot of you have adopted that at uh, a boot camp that I hosted here in Nashville. I think it was in March. We were talking about that, and somebody said they'd implemented a coffee bar, or excuse me, a waffle bar, and I said, tell me a little bit about that when I was on stage. And she explained what she put in it. And I said, I'm stealing that. And, you know, now I've got waffle bars at my mountain properties and my lake properties. Haven't put those into, you know, lake properties or any place else yet. But just kind of feels like it's right in the mountains and ski properties and, and lake properties. But one of the things where I draw the line, and this question just came up yesterday, is people ask me why uh, they've seen pictures of my lake house because me and my family go down there uh, to workcation quite a bit. And uh, I've got a, a, pond, a tritune boat. I've got two jet skis. I've got the, the paddle boards, the kayaks, you know, the, uh, the lily pad swim mats. I've got all that stuff. Uh, but they ask why I don't rent out my jet skis and uh, my pond. My, I keep calling it a pontoon. It's a tritune, but same thing. And the reason is, is really just liability and damage. I see what goes on on lakes with rental boats and how people treat them. And, and, and not that it's intentional, but they don't know how to drive a fucking boat. I didn't know how to drive a boat when I bought my first boat. And, you know, you throw a couple of beers into, you know, somebody that doesn't know how to take care of a boat, doesn't know how to drive a boat. And there's a reason that a lot of the marinas during the summer on the weekends have attendants out there uh, when they're filling up with gas. They just don't want them driving into the docks and that type of stuff, right? So inexperienced drivers is one which creates a tremendous amount of liability. So I stay away from motorized vehicles of any type, boats, ATVs, uh, motorized golf carts, meaning like gas golf carts that go so fast. So I did have a golf cart at one of my beach properties for a few years, uh, but I sold the property and loved it. Uh, but it was an electric golf cart. And did I have that as an addendum on my insurance policy? Absolutely. And there's a lot of insurance companies that are not insuring that stuff now. So people will say, Bill, well, I can rent out my pontoon boat for $400 a day and I can set up a separate entity and all that stuff. But you know what? When you have common ownership and it's being rented from your property that you own by you, even though there's a different name, a different LLC, it's just too easy for any attorney to be able to pierce that veil and then come after your property and some of the other assets. I personally don't want that type of liability. If I had a $400 a day pontoon boat that I was renting 100 days out of the year, 
you know, what is 400 times 100? You know, that becomes a little bit more significant of, uh, you know, a revenue stream to where if you're literally doing 100 days a year, you're talking about 40 grand. But I don't know many people that are getting that much uh, when they're doing these types of rentals. I mean, I could pay for pay for my boat. I mean, I think I paid like 75 grand for my boat. I could pay for it in two years. But the question becomes, how much damage is going to be done to the boat? How much is it going to depreciate that asset? How much damage is going to be done to the dock? What happens if somebody gets hurt? Is it really worth going through that trouble and that pain? Only you can make that decision. I've elected because how I've built up my assets and my net worth that I don't want to assume that risk for that type of return. And I think in an average summer that I would probably rent out a pontoon maybe 20, 30 days out of the summer. I don't think people would, would spend an extra you know $1,600 when they're going to be there for four days. Um, at least I don't see people renting that long either. If they're like at my lake for you know, three, four, five days, they're, they're renting for a day or two max. So even if I did 30 days times 400 bucks, that's 12 grand over the course of a year. That's just not, that's not worth it enough for me to, to assume that much liability. So make the decisions on these types of motorized vehicles based on your liability. It's like having skis or snowboards or anything like that, where somebody's going to be going down a hill you know, at a million miles an hour, that's something I stay away from. So I want to, and, and I do have, I understand with kayaks and sups and that type of stuff, there's, you know, definitely liability, but there's also waivers and there's also signs. And that's something that becomes really important is that you have these things like no lifeguard on. Even, I literally have hot tub rules that go out in, an, in a message, they're in the listing, and then I have a sign right next to the hot tub uh, that says, you know, children under 18 must be supervised by an adult. No lifeguard on duty, swim at your own risk in a hot tub. And a lot of people don't have that. You know, and you don't know what, what could happen to somebody if they have a seizure or a small kid gets in there, you know, whatever that is. So you need to have signs, you need to have documentation in your listing, in your messaging correspondence, even a waiver or in your contract, dock rules. So I have swim dock rules for our, our boat dock and swim dock. I've got fire pit rules for our fire pit after one of our mastermind members almost had a you know, a, a huge mansion in Wisconsin burned down because a guest just kept the fireplace on inside the house for like 18 straight hours. I don't know who would do that, but it's crazy the shit that happens at our rentals. So dock rules, fire pit rules, golf cart rules, you know, hot tub rules, pool rules, all this stuff. We need to have this to protect our liability. You have to make the decision if you want what you want to do and what you don't want to do. There's no right way or wrong way. There's only your way. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for joining me on STR unfiltered happy hosting thank you for listening to str unfiltered where we give you actionable episodes without the bullshit this podcast is a hospitality.fm production